that self-doubt is really normal. It's so normal because we all worry. We want to deliver so much value. We want to make sure that we're helping people and we we think, oh, is this going to be helping people enough? But chances are that if you're the kind of person who is worrying about that, you are going to be delivering more than enough anyway. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash dbb or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome to Imperfect Action. This is episode 568. Today, I'm coaching one of my Launch Magic students, Sandra, on how she can market herself for her new online course. So she's really wanting to add a new income stream to her business with the help of digital products, but she doesn't really know how to reach those new people and what kind of content to create outside of the content that she's already creating on Instagram. And she's pretty keen to start maybe posting some blogs, but she just doesn't know what to write about. And she's worried that she's giving away a little bit too much in her free content. So today we're talking about some of those content topics that she can share that will be super valuable to her audience without overwhelming them with the how-to when they don't have the support to implement. So I've talked about this a bit on the show in the past where A lot of the time, our paid products, we're not just giving them extra knowledge. We're actually also giving them the support and the accountability that they need to implement what they know. And when we give away how-to content for free, it actually can end up having the opposite effect to helping them. It can overwhelm them. It can leave them feeling stuck because they don't have the support that they need. So, We're talking about those content topics and we're also talking about some ways that she can get that new content, that longer form content in front of new audiences. If you are struggling with putting content out there in the world, if you're struggling with what to post, if you don't know how to post, don't know that fine line between what to give away for free and what to include in your products, you are going to learn a lot from this call. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome, Sandra. I'm very excited to have you here and to help you out with the challenge you are struggling with, uh, which is how can you market yourself for your new online course? For our listeners, I obviously know who you are and what you do, but everybody who's listening in, they don't. So I'd love if you could please introduce yourself and explain a little bit about what you do and the course that you are planning to launch. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Um, my name is Andrea and I'm a family photographer based in Swedish Lapland. And I want to help more people follow their dreams, their photography dreams. And I know that sharp images or blurry images is such a big problem. It's a phase that 
every single person is going through when they start to learn photography. And that's what I want to help people get over, get past so you can get into the good stuff, the creative and fun parts. Yes. Oh, I love that. And it's such a great example of a really specific outcome with a course. You know, there are so many other courses out there teaching somebody like everything they need to know to be a photographer. And you don't need to compete against that because you can create such a very specific topic. So I love that. So your challenge that you came to me with was how to grow your audience ahead of your course launch. And I would love to hear what you're currently doing to grow your audience. Like what's, what's working? What's not working? What are you doing? What would you love to do? Give me the, give me the overview of what's going on. Well, when I started, basically 95% of my customers are coming through Instagram. And obviously I'm a photographer, so I take a lot of pictures and it was just natural for me to use Instagram. And I've, I have some following on Instagram. It's, it's big for me and it's sufficient. I get all my customers from there. But now when I want to market my online course, it's a slightly different audience, slightly different uh, target group. But still a lot of my followers are photographers because, you know, you follow other photographers and get inspired by what other people do. So I feel like I need to get a bigger reach in order to market my online course. And I love writing and I've been thinking about uh, the long form, like the long content to be blog with mm. tips and yeah. But I just feel a bit confused because everyone is talking about this bigger reach and that you need a bigger reach because of the conversion rates. And so, so that's my mm. question to you. How do I do it? Yeah. And like, firstly, I want to say bigger reach. You don't always have to have that bigger reach and that bigger audience. You can still sell to a smaller audience by either selling a more expensive product, which I'm sure if you're solving a small specific pro problem, it's not going to be a more expensive product. Or by you know re-engaging them time and time again, solving more problems for them or solving recurring problems for them. So it doesn't have to be this huge big audience. I just want to point that out. But we will look at how you can start to increase that reach. Um, so I guess you say you want to start doing blog posts. Um, I know you mentioned in the in your application form that you uh, want to do email or you think you know you should do email because. You're in Launch Magic and that's what I teach, uh, but you don't know what to write for the blogs or for the emails. Now, what um, are you giving away any kind of longer form or any kind of written content on Instagram or is it just where you're sharing the photos? No, actually, I love teaching the how-to and now I feel a bit confused because now I've learned that I shouldn't do the how-to. Um, I'm teaching super simple tricks like how to change the colors in your photos directly in the camera and everything that's super easy for a new beginner to take in which is giving them results directly but then I feel like this is also something that is perhaps what I should charge for or is it not um so yes I am giving away a lot of tips and advice on photography and mindset because I just love sharing the knowledge. But I also have an email list, which is about 220. I just feel stuck. I don't know what to write because I have so many things I just want to share. But I, I get stuck and confused about, is this what I should be sharing about? Or is this something that I should charge for? 
and yeah, mm. <laughs> confusion overload. Yeah. Okay. And I think, I, I, honestly, I think sharing anything is better than sharing nothing. Absolutely. Like, cause once you start to share that content, even if it's not the right content to share, once you start sharing it, you get into the habit of creating it, of putting it out there. Your audience starts to learn who you are. Even, you know, they will still, even though how to content and those kinds of tips are not necessarily the most effective way to convert somebody in a launch, they're still better than nothing. They're still going to show your audience ah, they're going to like you because they're like, oh, great. She's giving me all of these tips. It might not help them convert necessarily, but it's going to definitely help with that audience growth. That's for sure. Um, but I, I'd love to, maybe let's work on pinpointing a couple of different topics that you could write about on a blog. Um, so what is one thing I suppose that photographers think they have to do to get sharp photos, but you know, isn't the case? Buy more expensive camera and lenses. <laughs> there you go. There's a piece of content. Why Why a more expensive camera or a more expensive lens isn't going to give you that sharp photo that you dream of? It is uh, providing you with better possibilities to get a sharper photo. But if you don't know how to set the camera up and how to use the camera, it you know, it, it, all the extra functions and uh, tech is it just isn't going to help you to get the results that you want if you don't know how to use the camera. Exactly. There's your outline for your blog post. And you don't, okay. you don't in that blog post though, you don't want to overwhelm them by talking about all of the different settings um, and how you would set that up. That is something that they will learn in the course, but you're, you're starting to shift their mindset away from, Oh, well, the reason I'm not getting sharp photos is because my camera is too old or my lens isn't good enough to them realizing, oh, it's actually possible for me to get these sharp photos with the current equipment that I have without going and spending all thousands of dollars on all of this new equipment. I just need to learn about these settings and how to set it up. Can yeah. you think of any yeah. other any other things that they believe they need to do or um, things that they're doing that are wrong, maybe for getting them the sharp images? I think when you, when you just start photography, you, you learn manual mode, how to get the light right and all the settings light, uh, right. And then you almost feel like, okay, now I've learned the camera. So now it's, they want to move, skip ahead to now I need to do the editing to get better images. But I feel like a lot of people don't know that it's basically four parts that you need to learn about photography. To get the sharp images, it's the this how you shoot, like mm -hmm. technique, you the physical technique that you actually like how you move, how you hold the camera, and there's so many things about that. So it's that part, it's the settings, it's also the equipment, but because you need to shoot for the equipment you have and all the settings need to be synchronized with uh with the equipment you have, and then the last part is edit. So I feel like they probably already think they know what to do and that's why they get so frustrated because mm. the images are still blurry um so i've a mistake they're doing they don't know that they're not doing the right thing if you know what i mean yeah so then your job in your free content is to show them what they don't know it's not to show them how to do what they don't know but it's to show them that they don't know what they don't know because <laughs> until somebody says to you oh this, you know, this setting matters. 
And they're like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. I don't know if that's what makes the images sharp. But for example, right, they, they're going to be like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And now suddenly they're engaged and they want to learn about how to use that setting to their advantage rather than if you, if they didn't know about the setting and you're selling them a course that's like, Hey, this is how to use this one setting to get these sharp images. And they're like, Oh, I don't need that. I don't use that setting. But where do you stop though? If you, if you're giving advice on, um, so you need to know this, I struggle so hard to not tell them how to do instead. Hmm. So you can tell them what to do, but giving them the how-to is generally going to overwhelm them in like a blog post format or any kind of free content format. It's generally going to overwhelm them because it might be very individual to their situation. It might be something that um, they need a little bit more support to implement, that kind of thing. So we don't want to give them the how-to because that could be setting them up to fail. So telling them what to do instead. So uh give me give me an example i'm not my photography skills are not great so um you need to set your camera up for the equipment that you're using okay great stop there you know and <laughs> that's gonna make you even more confused not necessarily because that's um you're telling them look that's what you need to do great that now they're like oh okay cool i need to learn how to set up my camera for the equipment that i'm using now they know that they need to learn about that. Because if you start to talk about how to set your camera up for the equipment you're using, that sounds like something that's very tailored to the equipment that they're using. It's not something that you can give a blanket statement to everybody and it's going to solve the same problem for everybody. And if you try to do that, it's probably going to leave them feeling overwhelmed. It's going to leave them potentially trying the wrong things that don't work. It might lead them wanting to go and buy new equipment. When all I really needed was somebody to be like, oh, well, that's the equipment you're using. Cool. Let me help you with that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. So if I get you right, you mean that I should concentrate or keep on focusing on the audience I have and not grow it? Or No, 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 no. We're talking about long form <laughs> content here. So we're talking yeah, about blog okay. posts. So once once you've started creating those blog posts, then getting that reach is a matter of getting that content in front of new people. And that's where it might look like doing cross promos. So if you have, if you know somebody else who has an audience of photographers, reaching out and asking them, Hey, I'll promote something of yours if you'll promote something of mine or offering them some kind of affiliate partnership that can help to get your content in front of them. Uh, you could offer to teach to other people's courses or other people's memberships teach something free, like a free workshop, a free masterclass, um, podcast interviews. So pitching podcasts that speak to photographers and telling them, hey, I, I have these things that I can help your audience with. I'd love to be a guest on the show and teach them this thing, this thing, this thing. Now suddenly you're in front of these new people and then you can give them that call to action to go back to your website and read your blog. Uh, would you then recommend if I reach out to a podcast or well, someone who already has the audience that I want to connect with, would you recommend that I teach something on the topic which my course is about? So they kind of know that if I need help with this, then I should go to her. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it depends how much you can talk about the topic without overwhelming them with the how-to. That mm -hmm. So that's 
one thing. It could be that the that the blurry images topic is just one part of what you do ultimately pitch. Um, or it could be that the entire thing is, you know, how to shoot sharper images and the key takeaways are um, the biggest mistakes that you're making, the, the one essential part of your photography process that you're skipping and the settings that you didn't even know were having an impact. Those could be the takeaways that you are pitching to them. And then they'll kind of know what questions to ask you around that if they're a good host. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and then also with social media, because you already have that audience on Instagram, then we would be looking at how can we create short form content on Instagram to drive people back to read that blog post? Because even though those people are already in your audience, by reading those blog posts, that's going to warm them up and start to nurture them a little bit more. Okay. And I know, I know the other thing you mentioned, um, in your application was that you really struggle to stay consistent with blog posts. You post when you feel inspired. Um, is that just Instagram or is that blogging as well? Or have you not started blogging? Okay. I write when I feel inspired, I can write about 10 or 15 blog posts and then. I start to question myself, is this really useful? Is this good? Should I put it out there? And then it ends up staying on my hard drive. <laughs> ah, okay. Could you, could you remove yourself from the process? Could you bring in a VA or somebody else so that once that post is written and in your hard drive, it's now you don't touch it. Your VA publishes it for you. And that it's one way to sort of remove that emotional element of like, oh, hitting that post button, I'm putting this out into the world because somebody else is doing that for you. Or even something else, even if you're just scheduling it instead of hitting the post button, it feels a little bit less painful because it's not happening right now. As long as you yeah. don't change your mind and go and unschedule it before, uh, before yeah. it goes out. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that, that self-doubt is really normal. It's so normal because... We all worry. We want to deliver so much value. We want to make sure that we're helping people. And we, we think, Oh, is this going to be helping people enough? But chances are that if you're the kind of person who is worrying about that, you are going to be delivering more than enough anyway. And from, from what you've told me, you know, the how to content that you're giving, it sounds like you're delivering way too much. I think it's, I've, I've gotten back to whenever I want to publish something, I get back to, Okay, is this the how-to? Is this the what? Mm. Is this uh, will this move them forward? Basically, and or remember, posting that? posting yeah. anything is better than posting nothing. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, definitely look into if I can get a virtual assistant or somebody to help me post it to get it out there because I'm I'm really good at creating content and then I just yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard and to it, publish. It's one of those things as well that the more you do it, the easier it becomes. You start to realize what content's working well, what content's not working well, and you start to slowly get that feedback from people. And that first comment that you get or that first reply that you get that will say, hey, this was actually really helpful, save that. Create a little file so that next time you are doubting yourself before you hit that post button, you can remind yourself, hey, actually, this stuff, what I'm posting helps people. It's not just about me and how good it is. And it's not just about getting it right. It's still helping people regardless. And okay. so something else that just popped into my mind about uh, getting that content in front of more people. Do you use Pinterest at all? 
A little bit. I suspect that photographers probably do use it, being the visual people that they are, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, so that might be something that's worthwhile exploring. It's an extra step in that blog publishing process where you just create a pin and you share it to Pinterest. And it has that added benefit where it's also a search engine. So when people are searching for take better photos, for example. I don't know if that's what photographers are searching for, but if they're searching for that and you've written an article, five ways to take better photos, great. That's going to show up even if you don't have a big audience on there. Yeah, no, I absolutely love Pinterest. I use it every single day, but I've, I've, I don't know if it's such a big reach in Swedish because I'm considering doing my course in Swedish because there are not a lot of courses in in Swedish out there. So yeah, I would definitely try it. And I think it's growing also in Sweden. Interesting. Okay. So then is the content that the blog posts that you're creating, Instagram content, is that also going to be in Swedish? It's all in Swedish. All, all in Swedish. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's perfect then, right? So you've got a really awesome niche audience. And I imagine there are probably at least a handful of photography podcasts in Swedish that you know they they probably need guests who can speak Swedish and who are experts in what you do. So that gives you a bit of a leg up there as well. You're not competing against a super saturated market. How does that yeah, all definitely. feel? What is there is there anything you are feeling uncomfortable about? Any kind of challenges or questions that come up? No, I think no, it feels really good actually. I will focus on the what because I think that's what I need to remember. Focus on the what and then rather share than not share. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, even, you know, even if it's way over delivering, even if it's not the right topic, the only way you'll know if it was the right topic or not was to get it out there. You can't sit there and it's not something that you can solve by thinking, unfortunately. And the more you do it, the more you'll realize, Oh, Oh, I wrote about that. Oh, uh, I can, I can maybe tweak that or maybe, maybe I don't want that there anymore. And you can delete the, you can delete posts. You can repurpose them. You can edit them. They're not there forever. Would you recommend, um, trying leads on Instagram or not as ads? Or is that a waste of money or is it a good way to get in front of my target audience? It's a great way to get in front of your target audience, especially so. You can do it on a small budget if you've got those blog posts and you're just trying to get link clicks. So you're spending five, ten dollars a day to get people to click through and read that article. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the targeting options would be for photographers. You could probably target by job description for photographer or interest photography, and you can filter by language as well. So you can filter it to people who only speak Swedish. And then you are getting those people clicking through to that blog post. As a side effect, you will start to get more Instagram followers as well. I notice whenever I'm running Facebook ads, my Instagram following starts to grow again because people are clicking through to your profile. They're finding you for the first time. So if that is in your budget, absolutely. Uh, once you have a lead magnet as well, uh, running ads to that can be really beneficial for growing your email list. What kind of lead magnet would you recommend me to do for like, would it be something that's kind of related to the course or is it something that's um, just photography related? Have you done module five of? No, I'm yet? starting on it now. Module four, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So that will, I think that will answer your questions. 
But if, I generally would say, yes, something related to the topic of your course. So we can have in our businesses, we can have those general lead magnets, which are great for filling up our email list with all photographers. But the launch lead magnet that you run is going to be filling your email list with photographers who don't know how to take those really sharp images. Okay, cool. It's really specific. It's super specific, but that's why it's so, it's, I don't know, like you said, if you solve a problem, you help someone. Absolutely. I, I really like that. Absolutely. Is there anything else I can help you with? Any Anything else you need clarification on based on what we've talked about today? Um, no, just post more. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'm, I'm going to set you some homework from this call. I'm going to set you the challenge of going into that hard drive, finding one of those posts and publishing it today. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I will do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and it'll get easier. I promise. It will get easier. Okay. The first one might be really scary, but it will get so much easier the more you do it. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Sandra. You've been such a wonderful guest to coach. And I'm really excited to, well, I can't read the blog post because I can't read Swedish, but I'm excited to see it online. <laughs> oh, I am too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That is it for today's episode. If you haven't already hit subscribe, make sure you hit the plus button in Apple Podcasts or the follow button in Spotify and you'll get each new episode straight to your podcast app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you have any friends who you think might be struggling with this issue, hit the share button, copy the link, and send it over to them. It's how I get to help more people. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.